Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's time for another edition of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow and myself. And we're going to talk about retirement planning from a psychologist's point of view. Uh, often we talk about the X's and the O's, uh, but sometimes it's important to talk about the opposite side, not just the money side of things. And so we've got an article here that we're going to reference, and we'll throw that in the show notes as well if folks would like to check that out. The Psychological Investment in Retirement. That is the uh, the name of this book by a licensed professional counselor, Kate Schroeder. I hope I'm saying that correctly, of Psychology Today. So that's on topic this week on the show. Tony, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good. You know, rolling into fall, getting a little cooler here, and days are getting shorter. Yeah, yep. It's and, uh, uh, it's that time of the year. It's winding down, but that's okay. You know. Yeah. But I think a lot of us are looking forward for 22 to be over. <laughs> yeah. It's been, yes. Some people are. It's been a challenge and, uh, across many platforms. You know. Yes, so it has. We'll see how it goes. And, and this is a challenge today because for some reason you and I were laughing. I can't seem to say psychology very well. <laughs> I keep mm-hmm. tripping over it. Uh, so, uh, but that's our topic today. And, you know, it's actually a pretty good conversation piece because the the transition from what you've been doing all your life for many people to something totally new is, is tough, right? I mean, and you guys have to tackle this stuff as well as financial professionals. So we've got some key points to analyze from this article in the podcast. So let's just dive in because there's a few of them, Tony, and, and run through some of these. Um, so few people consider the consequence of walking away from from the life, the routine that maybe defined them for a long time. And you've been doing this a long time. You've been doing this, what, 25 years or so? Yeah, 26, yeah. 26. So I know you you probably encountered a fair number of people who you can kind of identify that that hurt, that's really bugging them. Like they're really struggling with the this is who I was, like the guy or gal that went to X job and did X thing. That's who I was. Now, who am I? Yes. And to speak to the article, I've read the article. And for those uh, you know who are inclined should go out and read it. But the interesting thing is, is this is a psychologist, not an investment professional right. who's writing these articles and they're seeing it, you know, in their own profession. And and we see it too, but you know, people say, "Oh, you, you guys are all the same." You all say that. <laughs> this is somebody outside the industry that they see this, and this is what we see a lot. All these all these things we're going to talk about is what we see a lot of, and it doesn't have to do with the numbers per se. But mm-hmm. to your point, you know, you've got you just picture yourself. You know, you're you've done something for 30, 40 years. It, it's a routine, whether you're in business or working for somebody else. And all of a sudden, boom, it's it that stops. And now it's people come to us, you know, a few months into retirement, uh, basically saying, I need help because I don't know what to do with myself. And I, my routine is not, not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the same type of meaning. Feels like, you know, life has gone on without me. Right. And so it, we try to work with people to try to deal with that before this happens to kind of let them know from this psychological standpoint that some of these things are going to happen and it's normal to feel this way. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you you've got to you've got to work through it and and plan for it just like you were planning for all of your numbers is is what we tell them. Yeah, I mean, it's just like thinking about your child if going off to college. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how many everybody's going to be different, right? So 
there's some parents that struggle uh, heavily when their child goes off to college. You know, we all miss them, of course, but there's some that really take it, you know, have a hard time with it. And then there's others who are, t- you know, totally fine. My wife, I thought for sure my wife was, we have an only, you know, just one child. So I thought for sure she was, and they're super tight. So I thought she was really going to have a, a heck of a struggle. And she didn't, right? She was like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm, you know, I mean, I, she's smart. I trust her. We've raised a good kid. And she did not struggle like she thought she was going to. So same thing with retirement. Some people get there and they're like, hey, man, I'm totally ready to let the old me go. And others can't seem to do that. So no. there is definitely some psychology to that conversation piece. That's a great point. That's the first one. The author also talks about, uh, says the research show that a number, the number one thing, excuse me, that retirees struggle with is finding that consistent you know, genuine or, or lasting maybe meaning or purpose. So, you know, we talk about the number one financial fear is running out of money. Well, it seems as though the number one uh, mental fear is like, what do I do with myself? I need something purposeful. And I think you and I have talked many times about, Tony, retiring to something instead of from something. Exactly. And it's an important part of the planning process as well to at least get some ideas in your mind about what what you're going to do to find meaning. And, you know, whether it's doing some work just for some what I, I usually use the term mad money, you know, just to to have or maybe it's volunteering at charities. Maybe it's traveling. Maybe it's spending time with family or a combination of those, obviously, hobbies and things like that stuff you always wanted to do, but maybe never had the chance to do in your routine and in your work life. And, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to, to do some stuff like that. But it's important. We, we make clients make a list of some potential things that they may want to do. And we keep it and we talk to them about it mm-hmm. when we're doing reviews. And some of them say, you know, well, no, I, I, I decided I don't want to do that. We just, we just X that out and go on. But it's important. It's almost like holding them a little bit of accountable. I mean, they don't have to do anything if they don't want to, but then they, they start losing that meaning of life. And some of them, you know, get depressed and things like that. Oh and, yeah. Uh, that's definitely not the way you want to spend retirement. I mean, assuming you got your, you know, your health and everything. So. Yeah, I think we we view it um, well. You know, as my mom's eighty one, almost eighty one, and she views. You know, she's like, well, if, you know, when I lose the ability to drive, I'm just going to sit around and wither away, kind of thing. Same mm-hmm. kind of idea. Well, I think when we first get to retirement, we feel like, oh, the purpose is, or at least that's been the norm. I think that's been like the big fear is that we feel like it. But I think the modern retirees were much more active. Uh, there's much more going on. There's many more things to do. We're living better overall. So yes. I think a lot of that does get dissipated. COVID certainly brought that back to the forefront when with lockdowns at the time, because I know they weren't necessarily prevalent in, in your area, but still feeling as though, well, I can't go anywhere kind of thing. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to move around a little bit here on the list just to, in mm-hmm. the interest of time, but because uh, I feel like the next point was pretty similar to the one we just talked about. But yeah. many people kind of view that that break, that time off, um, as a stressful period because they're not productive um, in something. And again, when we talk about retiring to something, it doesn't necessarily mean like there's been a lot of folks who want to retire and they're like, hey, I'm going to sit on my butt and do nothing because I've earned it. And that's cool. But I think most of us find after maybe a couple of months max, we're like, okay, I'm bored. How much longer can I do this? Yeah. You know, I got to have something to do. So whether it's, um, you know, a project you've always wanted to tackle that you just haven't had time for or volunteering or whatever the case might be. But eventually we, as humans, we crave some kind of structure. Yeah, we do. And it's that, I, I say three months max. I, I think you're pretty close on that. Okay. That, that I see people coming back when they say that, because everybody especially during tax season, 
you know, you get getting close to retirement. They say, you know what? I need a break. I've been working for 35, 40 years. I just want to see what it's like to do nothing. And within three months, yeah. even if they're not a, you know, a wealth or financial client, they're calling saying, I am bored. I've yeah. got to do something. I cannot cut uh, the grass one more time. Mm-mm. Nope. Can't cut. <laughs> and, and I even, you know, like for me, I was just playing golf this weekend with some buddies that are a little older. And I was telling them, you know, in retirement, I don't think I could play golf seven days a week. I love the game. Oh, yeah. But yeah, sure. it's just too much of one thing for yeah. me. And, uh, but the important thing really is to try to, you know, come up again, come up with some of this stuff before you retire so that, you know, you might be able to take a couple of months off. Yes. But then you've got to find some, some things to do and, uh, Give yourself some purpose. Yeah. Well, just like saving money, the earlier you start, the better, right? Mm-hmm. In this transition, this mental hurdle uh, of switching over in life. So let me ask you a couple of follow-up questions here um, from just kind of how it, this information, and again, we post, we're going to post the link to the article if you'd like to read it, folks, but how it relates to what you've seen. You know, How have you seen clients uh, mentally prepare anything like you've been working with a client and you're like, wow, that's a good little idea they had or anything that kind of jumps out at you is, is that, uh, that you've seen for a person transitioning from the working years to the retirement years? Well, we try to advise them, you know, we start if they will do it mm-hmm. a couple of years before retirement, you know, let's start making a list. Just, just throw some stuff on a piece of paper. We're going to get it in your file and we'll massage it over time as you get a little closer. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed at some of the ideas that people pop up, you know, mm, with nice. uh, one lady wanted to, to uh, raise bees, you know, and be a, be a, you know, just a beekeeper for a hobby. I've heard it's um, much easier than we first th- than we originally thought it was. Like growing yeah, up, I thought I, this I think is it actually a, is. Yeah. yeah, I've heard some people say you it's know? actually a lot easier. Yeah, uh, you know, so she wanted to do that. Another another lady wanted to, and she's actually retired now. But her number one thing is is she loves to put her time into her home, and she joined a few groups. I don't know, is it retirees that. Uh, are looking to improve their homes. It's an odd little group, but everything, you know, from gardening to, you know, just kind of little fix-ups here and there, but it's more social than anything else, but she's, you know, found her happy spot. So there's things like that. There's the, you know, hobbies of golf, travel, things like that. For me, I know one would be, uh, you know, to immerse myself more into uh, one of my passions, which is wine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, it, you know, kind of gets put off uh, type of thing, but we try to, you know, get them started a couple of years before. And then as they get closer and closer, you know, really try to try to whittle it down to stuff they really think they want to do. Yeah. And then makes uh, sense. they, you know, go out and try it. And some of it is that uh, now I didn't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And that's totally fine. Well, you, you think know? about, um, I know many advisors will say, Hey, listen, let's, let's, as we're getting close to retirement, let's try to, like you set up the budget or for lack of a better word, you set up a, a the spending plan and you go, okay, let's try to really watch this and live as though we're in retirement, right? Almost mm-hmm. a trial run. We, we say, many advisors say, let's live in retirement. Let's live a few, uh, maybe months or whatever beforehand in retirement. So maybe try thinking about that from the from the mental aspect as well, right? The, the aspect of what am I going to do if I'm not going to the job every day? So just kind of yep. think about it like that. Uh, have you seen clients that do struggle though? Have you had the ones that um, you know, you've really had to help them through that hurdle of, you know, I just, I don't know who I am, Tony, without my job. And, and what, what did that look like? I'd say probably 50, 60% we, uh, that fall into this, that wow. struggle with the transition, okay. at least our clients. And, 
you know, what pulls a lot of them out is as soon as they either go back to work part-time, even if it's just, uh, I hate these word mindless job, but you know, not a lot of responsibility, but something that gives them meaning or they find a hobby or something that they can do. Uh, that's what pulls them out. Mm-hmm. Generally, the, our role is to, you know, kind of just be there to, to lean on and say, well, you know, you had this on your list. Why don't you try it? So, you know, give it a shot and mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Yeah. And there's nothing to do with money. Uh, right. You know, it's really yeah. just, are they happy? And uh, that's kind of the role we play. So really, I guess, just a sounding board, see w- what they like. And that's then once they hat. find something, yeah. you, you could tell they like it because all they do is talk about it. Right, you know? true. And yeah. I don't have to say anything. Yeah. Yeah. You have to wear multiple hats and counselor is one of those sometimes. Yeah. So um, did you did you think you would be intentionally including this or including this kind of, I suppose, softer side, if you will, of planning alongside the financial elements that you do? Or was this something that kind of caught you by surprise as you started doing more and more with your practice through the years and realizing, hey, I need to help them with the mental hurdle as well? Yeah, I think for us as advisors, yeah, when I was young, I never I never dreamt, yeah, that I would be talking about this kind of stuff with clients. But It's just X's as I, O's, right? You yeah, know. as I've aged and as they have, yeah, I realized, well, you know, this is what they're looking for. And to really round out the process, in my mind, yeah, it makes sense to, you know, to help them with this as part of the whole process. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see why we would say, well, we can't help you with that. You've got to go, you know, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, that. no. Just, but, just not something was that you expected, right? Yeah, definitely not something I expected, though. Yeah, de- definitely. I think we we all find that with any job, right? It's like, wow, this is an aspect of it I did not expect to have happen, but there mm-hmm. it is, you know. So good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Uh, anything else that uh, I think as we wrap it up this week, that'll do pretty well. I think, folks, like you said, check out the article; it's certainly very interesting. And then think about, you know, just your own. If you're getting close to retirement or you're a couple years out, think about what that transition looks like. And are you going to feel okay? Um, when it's no longer your routine. I think the routine and the identity that gets wrapped up in it is the big one. It is. And I w- if, if you are working with an advisor, I would encourage you to make sure that you start asking about some of this stuff and, uh, you know, use them, Yeah, uh, you know, as, as a sounding board. That's true because we, you know, they've seen a number of people retire, whereas hopefully this is our only retirement, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully That's we're right. doing it once where you've helped, you know, you know hundreds of people do it. So, a uh, little bit of insight there. So cool. Good conversation this week. A little different. Thanks for yeah. hanging out with us here on Plan with the Tax Man, folks. Don't forget to check out the article. Again, we'll, we'll add it to the show notes. Uh, it'll just be a link there you can click on. And if you've got questions or concerns, need some help, as always, please check with a qualified professional like Tony. And you can find him online at yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com. You should always check with a qualified professional before you take any action on something you hear from this show or any other. So make sure you do so. And again, you can find more information about Tony Morrow and his team at Tax Doctor Inc. at yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com. We'll see you next time here on Plan with a Taxman. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax affiliated insurance agency.